And now, all rise for our national anthem. Gentlemen, and welcome to a playwright's logbook. My name is Dan Cady, and I am here in beautiful Elk City, West Virginia. Sun is actually out today. Our guest today is Ariana Clay from out in Elkview. Yeah, Elkview. Elkview. Very good. So, how are you doing, Ariana? I am good. Don't talk so much. Okay. <laughs> um, I woke up late today. <laughs> Yesterday I woke up at 7 when I wanted to sleep in. Yeah, I've heard that. I haven't had a good night's sleep all week because of the the opera, but the opera is over. Yeah. Tra-la, tra-la. Sadly. Yeah, yeah, I, was, I thought that was, it was pretty good. It yeah. was pretty good, and we had huge audiences. Mm -hmm. That was crazy. I think <clears throat> the whole, the whole concept of putting, putting together Mark and and Mark Scarpelli and, and Robert Terziani and us. Yeah. Really, really gave us a good a good product anyway. Ariana is uh you've had a lot of roles, a lot of strange roles with us. Yeah, this was my seventh show. Wow. Wow. Um of course you're you're most famous for for your role in um, Goodnight Grover's Corners, I would say. Probably. <laughs> Which you played. I played Christine. Christine. Yeah. How cool. That was a that was a fun show. Yeah. That was that was interesting to say the least. A lot of yelling. A lot of yelling. A lot of a lot of um, satire. A whole lot of satire. A lot of anger. Yesterday, me and Wilkes were looking at the poster in the back where it has the picture of us looking at oh. Nick as Frank, but Nick's not in the picture, so Wilkes was like, why are you guys all sad? And we were like, I was like, Frank's dead. <laughs> <laughs> Frank. <laughs> that was such a fun, a fun show. To... When, I, when I wrote that, I was, I was just plain angry. That's yeah. all it was. It was just plain anger. Sat out, I remember sitting out on my deck and just ranting for for 150 pages. That's yeah. basically what it was. On all those things, all of those issues, a lot of gay issues on that. A lot of a lot of why are you why do we as a society um, persecute persecute gays? Yeah. I, and that's I don't know why I think I'm pretty cool. Well, yeah. There's a good reason for that. Um, which we can talk about. In fact, I'd like to talk about it. I'd like, I'd like, I'd like the primary, uh, uh, one of the primary questions today to, to be, what is it like to be a gay teenager in West Virginia? 
Well, I think for me, I've been pretty lucky because my mom is as liberal as they come. So I never had a problem with family or anything like that. My grandpa is a little more conservative, but even he never said anything about it to me. Um, and at my school, there's definitely homophobic people, but I've never been bullied or anything. I've just heard people say stuff, but not directed at me. I think I've, I don't know, I've done okay. You have. When did you, when did you come out, or did you even have to come out? I said this the other day. I didn't really come out. I just snuck out of the closet. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't out, and then I just started dating a girl, and that was just it. And no one was, like, surprised. Wow. Yeah. This is West Virginia. We're supposed to be intolerant <laughs> and, and put people up, burn crosses, and, and, yeah. and that's so there. So there. My mom and I have actually talked about this before. We think if I was someone else, it might be worse for me, but I generally get along with everyone. And I think because I already had like friends and like people generally liked me when I came out, they were just like, well, we know she's okay. That's a lot to be said for that. Yeah. There's a lot to be said for that. You never did, you never did have to hide, I suppose, the way, the way a lot of, yeah. a lot of the gay kids around here do. And then, like, my younger sibling is trans, mm -hmm. and he definitely got more trouble than I did. Like, he doesn't even go to school now because he got, like... Oh, man. Yeah, he does um, uh, Homebound, I think. And then he wants to do, like, online school because it just stresses him out so bad yeah. being at school and stuff. So it definitely depends who you are, what your situation is. I think it's a lot harder to be trans than to be gay today. I think probably so, just because of the the um, physicality of it. Mm -hmm. How did he do in 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 arts camp? Because because you and you and he were in arts camp for a couple of years anyway. I think he enjoyed that, especially since he could be like, "Hi, I'm right." Yeah, and they didn't know him before. Right. And even at that time, he didn't actually know he was trans. He just knew he didn't like his name, so he started going by Jack. And actually, recently. We changed his name because <laughs> he was like, Ariana, I don't think I like the name Jack. And I was like, yes, because so, I don't like the way Jack Clay sounds because it's two C sounds. Right. So I don't I think he decided on James and that I could call him Jaime because I really like the name Jaime. And it's the Spanish version of James. So, yeah. <laughs> Jaime. I haven't seen him around it lately. He hasn't. Did he come to any of he didn't mm -hmm. come to Lincoln. I know. Mm -mm. Um. I think the last one he came to was Boxes 2018. Wow. Yeah. I think. 18. 18. Which one was that? Boxes of Heroes. Ah. Very good. Yeah, that was that was at the mall. Yeah. I remember that. Interesting. So what's your future like? Well, I'm going to WVU next year to major in English because I want to be an editor. Cool. Of books. I don't want to edit, like, newspapers. Cool. I don't know. I feel like I just like books more than articles. Mm -hmm. So what do you take? That's journalism and, and English or um, communications? Or? Um, I'm not sure, actually. I know I'm majoring in English, and then I'll have to take, like, creative writing classes and stuff like that. I don't know if I have to take journalism classes, but possibly. Well, if you're going to edit can. a newspaper, probably a good idea. Yeah. yeah. That's... 
That's interesting because you are what number four in your class. Yeah. Shame, shame, shame. I'm in AP chemistry and AP calculus and political science, and then English. You're in political science. Yeah. That's my major. I know. I know. It's because last year my 11th grade history teacher, his name's Mr. Walker. He's the sweetest old man you'll ever meet, and he teaches political science, so I took it for him. You hear that, Mr. Walker? This is for you. <laughs> He's me and Liam's biggest supporter. He thinks we're going to get married. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, uh, yeah, no. But you do make a cute couple. I, I know, I tell Liam that all the time. Yeah, but that's not, <laughs> that's not even an issue. Mm-mm. <sighs> What happens? I and I'm gonna uh, we can have this conversation as as growing up straight and being straight. I look upon the gay uh, if there is such a thing as a gay culture. I, what I I worry about with you guys is what the future relationship stratus is in comparison to. I, we we were all we were all um, uh, encouraged to go out and get a girlfriend and get married and have grandchildren, um, and this culture still does. It yeah. still does that. How do you how do you feel about that? How do you deal with that? Well, I personally don't want to give birth because I have this strange fear that I'll die if I give birth. So I'm okay with not having children biologically (laughs) okay um and there's always adoption and stuff like that and actually adoption's like the one of the better ways since there's already so many kids in the world that are like orphaned and all that stuff and um my mom still tells me to go out and get a girlfriend she's always like so who are you who are you looking for now like what's your prospects and i'm like mom i don't know (laughs) (laughs) She was, like, really hoping I'd get a valentine or something. I was like, um, I'm busy that day. <laughs> you are. <laughs> that was, I'm eating a cookie right now. This is a terrible thing to do while you're on the air, and I shouldn't do this. But also, I think, just from, I don't really know about, like, two boys. I don't know too much about that kind of relationship dynamic, just because I don't know many gay boys. But, um. No, they they don't that's that's a far more hidden culture than 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 two gay girls yeah i think so when you went to prom did you were there boy couples as well as girl couples um maybe one or two i have a friend who's gay and he went with a boy um our sophomore year but last year he went with his friend that's a girl and this year i believe he's going with a boy because he's actually dating a boy now so there is like one or two couples and then I went with Liam and my friend Taylor last year, so I didn't go with a girl either. But I guess it just depends on like if you have the date. There's not really any. There's not really anybody like. I don't know. Like no one's gonna stop okay. them from going. So you don't have that group of thugs out front. No. <laughs> um. I. You wonder. Yeah, I think in Elkview there is definitely people who are prejudiced, but they. They're also they also have the like country politeness, so they keep it to themselves. There's a lot to be said for country politeness. Yeah, that's the only reason that we're, we're still allowed to be here. Yeah, um, that's that's something. 
I just, I worry about you guys. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of gay kids at, in CYAC right now, and yeah. I really, I really worry about you. I don't want to, don't want to see what 10 years ago would have been inevitable. Um, it's, it's tough. I remember um, Faith Medley's dad, yeah. when he was in high school, um, him and I think his brother helped to a lesbian couple go to prom. Like they both took one of the girls to prom so that they could go together or something like that. And they were forever like grateful to Faith's dad and his brother. Wow. And like he felt like that was crazy that they were so thankful to him. Like it seemed so strange to him that um, it was such a hard thing for them. That's a great moment. Uh, that's a great thing for them to have done. Yeah. I wish there were more people who were willing to say, you know, take that kind of stand. Unlike so many. Well, we, you know, we really should now, you know, jump into Jeremy Long, you know. Yeah. But no, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> when you were little, mm -hmm. was it an issue? No, I thought I was straight when I was little. I liked, I had crushes on boys all throughout elementary school and stuff. Although I kn I realized the other day that whenever we would watch like movies and stuff with my mom, she'd always be she would always ask me, um, like who my favorite like actors and stuff were and who I thought were the cutest, and I always said girls. <laughs> <laughs> and she looked at you. <laughs> I don't think she realized until like I was around twelve. Probably when I cut my hair and stuff. Did, you did have short hair. I had really short hair. I cut it at the end of seventh grade. So I was thir 12 or 13. And then I kept it short for about a year and started growing it out. And now it's pretty long. This is the longest it's been since before I cut it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's long, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> well, when did you, when did we first meet? We met in... in it was a, the arts camp. Three years ago. Where was where were we? That was a strange school. St. Albans? That could have been, yeah. That I was think the it first was St. Albans, yeah. First year of St. Albans. Yeah, I remember. And you had, you had purple? Was your hair purple then? I think it was brown then. My hair was purple two years ago. Okay. I get confused. Also, I can't really see purple, but it wasn't exactly the same color, so, <laughs> yeah. you know, life goes on. That that was that was a good class. That was a writing class. Yeah. And we had a good we had a good group that year. Um, that's when I went, that's when I met Ruben and Casey. Yep. And Blaze, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they were all they were all in that class. Or and Casey was this tall. <laughs> yeah. There's some kids that, that have, have come up to me much later on and said, hi, um, and I'd say, no, you're not because <laughs> they're 10 feet tall and, yeah. you know, or, or the, the, the funny little, the funny little round kids. Yeah. And there were, everybody is a funny little round kid, you know, when they're in sixth grade. I was a funny little round kid in sixth grade. See, and, and then, and then in. In high school, they come up to me, you know, and they're a senior, and they're just not even the same person. Yeah, Sierra's stepdad was my fifth grade teacher, and I went up to him um, Friday night, I think, and I was like, hey, you were my teacher. 
I'm Ariana. And he was like, oh, yeah. And uh-huh. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Very interesting. So what do you think your toughest role or your most interesting role was with CYAC? Um, I think the hardest one for me to do, honestly, was boxes. Okay. Just, I don't know, like. I don't know. I think just because it was my first time just talking by myself on stage, maybe, and also what I was talking about. And I remember one night, because I was talking about rape, I remember That's one right. night, okay. um, I saw a girl and she looked very, very uncomfortable while I was talking. And I just felt really bad. I was like, I know what she's thinking right now. And I know what she must have gone through to be thinking that. That's one of the things that we kind of strive to do, though, yeah. is to... Is to hopefully bring bring these topics to a, a point of discussion outside of yourselves yeah um the other thing i think i i enjoy not enjoy um but i think is is an important function of of ours is that the cast gets to discuss it among themselves yeah. and you know when we get a chance to talk about it i like the rehearsals more than far more than the productions i always have because yeah. we get to we get to talk you know? Yeah. And there have been some, there have been some wild, wild discussions. Yeah. And, me and Abby were talking the other day about how we can make our own podcast just about CYC conversations. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. Boy, that's true. Yeah. We had a, we had a, uh, an interesting, an interesting group at, uh, in, uh, in the, in the acting class last week. That was that we had eight kids here, and the conversations were. I, I wish I could have recorded it. <laughs> so I'll never remember them, but they were stunning, absolutely stunning, and the depth that these kids think. You know, you guys, you kids think. <laughs> it's it's amazing. Um, I was never ever as smart as you guys are, as you folks are, I should say. Um, I was never as creative or as as intellectually resourceful as you are and that's so so i i do even last night when we we were on we were unloading the truck here <laughs> listening to you guys yeah we were very excited to be moving wood you were very excited to be moving wood <laughs> and do it <laughs> but to be just to be in in the company of you and i know this sounds strange but i am flattered as hell just to be in the same room with all of you. Um, you are so bright and so creative and have such magnificent futures over which I have absolutely no control. <laughs> I can't wait. I hope I live long enough to see what happens to this group because I, you know, you going off and being an editor and and um, John going off to be a sportscaster and and. Ruben, who is destined to be doing some major talk show about music for his entire life. I can't wait to see life. what Ruben does. <laughs> you know, or, or, or being the lead bass player for some obscure band, yeah. or both. Um, uh, and Daniel Caldwell with his incredible baritone voice. Um, I still remember the first thing I ever heard Daniel say. It was Mary, 2017. We were introducing ourselves, and he was like, "Hey, I'm Daniel. I'm playing Herod. I've dropped out of college twice. That's not a joke." <laughs> and he's 23. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
or Nick. Nick, who is a he is a walking piece of creativity. Mm-hmm. Everywhere he goes, no matter what he does, it is incredibly creative. I'm in awe of that. I'm in awe, and to have all of you together in one in one place, all of it's nuts. It's 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 just a wonderful thing, and and I. I miss it when we're not doing big shows. I hate doing big shows, but I miss being around you guys because of that. That's like one of the reasons I really liked doing Grover's because it made me closer to Daniel, Nick, Amanda, Mandarilla, Amanda Skidmore, Aaron, Austin, and Matt Connolly. That's quite the group. Yeah. That really is. Very interesting people with all special skills. Yeah. Like Conley is Conley is the hidden genius. And, and nobody ever nobody ever sees him as that. But my gosh, yeah. that guy is smart. I felt like his voice was perfect for Stanton and Lincoln. Like, oh yes, yeah. it, it fit him so well. I was like, wow. Yeah, and the, there's a great shot which you guys didn't get to see because you were backstage when he is standing next to Lincoln, telling him to to, to beat the crap out of the Southerners. <laughs> and Matt's only like five six, and Daniel's six five. Yeah. So you have this. Great contrast going on. Wonderful. This is a wonderful moment. Well, I thank you for coming out today. And we have we have something special. I think I really I really hope you do this. I really hope that we Ari, Ariana has consented <laughs> to do to do a, a five a five minute weekly spot yes. on on gay issues. Um Either in West Virginia or worldwide, and I think that's a. I think that I think it's going to be great. I I can't wait to to dive into this deeper, and I can't wait to see what you come up with to talk about. Yeah, I need to learn what being gay is. Well, talk. <laughs> come to the next rehearsal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So thank you. We are going to um be having. Ruben, Music with Ruben is coming up in about two minutes, a minute and a half, I guess. And then um, we have the first the first weekly sports report from, from John Boggess. And if I have time, I'll find something to play in the way of music. And we will move on. So thank you so much for coming. Well, thank you for having me. Now it's time for Music with Ruben. Yay! Yay! <laughs> So, how you been this week? Good. I've been good. You know, working, doing theater here. Lots of theater Lots here. Lots of right theater now. here. Yeah. yeah. Doing theater later today. That's true. That's true. The dreaded <laughs> boys' night. Mm-hmm. I hear a moan from the general audience. Oh my god. Oh man. You hear a moan from the cast. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. Lincoln. Lincoln comes up this week. Lincoln does. Yes. I'm oh, so actually, excited. Last week. Lincoln, yes. yes, because this is a week ahead. <laughs> well, we just dated this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Lincoln comes up last week. <laughs> yeah. Hope you saw it. Yeah, it was really good, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we should probably cut this and sort all over again, but I like this. We'll this would be fun. In. Yeah, okay. everyone's going to enjoy this. Sure, all right. So tell me what you've been listening to. Uh, well, last night... Um, I, I listened to a band that I didn't think I'd be listening to ever, really, um, Death Cab for Cutie. Huh. Um, it was not my idea. It was actually a coworker of mine. Um, we, we like to trade music back and forth, and she really, really wanted me to listen to Death Cab. So 
um, she made me a, a playlist of all the songs that she likes the most by them. And I listened to like 43 Death Cab songs oh, last night. I just got home. I had nothing to do. So I put in my AirPods and I listened to 43 Death Cab songs ranging from the beginning to now. <laughs> um, I got to say, I didn't hate it. I really didn't hate it. I, I didn't know what their music was or what it was about, you right. know. Um, and I was I was surprised to find out that it's it's just some occasionally electronic, occasionally like acoustic um, sad boy songs. Hmm. You know, it's it's and 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 you know I don't primarily listen to sad music, but I it was I I welcomed the change because there's really not too much music in my library that is like That's... emotional. Um, it's all weird but not emotional you know <laughs> so there might be emotions but it's it's not the kind that that death cab brought oh. so i appreciated it a lot actually and i'll probably go back to listening to them again soon um so i can uh mainly so i can listen to like their albums because oh. i like listening to to music by album but she said don't do that just listen to these songs and then you can go back to it if you want so i'm probably going to do that soon uh, i really enjoyed it my favorite song um, it was the only song that I liked so much that I looked at the title of it because I, I was I was like playing I think on my Xbox while I was listening to it <laughs> and uh, it was um, unobstructed views uh, I forget the name of the album but that that was probably my favorite one it was nice nice and ambient love that ambient music, love that ambient music. Um, nice and ambient <laughs> and and very emotional I, I I enjoyed that song a lot wow. very good mm -hmm. very good anything new? coming up uh yes two things uh this morning i listened to joji's new single i don't know if you know who joji is no. um he used to be a youtuber filthy frank was his channel's name and he was super famous on on um or should i say infamous famous and infamous <laughs> okay. on youtube's um just like you know on in the youtube environment you know Filthy Frank was like that edgy YouTuber that ah, some people okay. liked a lot, some people hated a lot. But he decided to uh, quit YouTube, basically, and um, start writing pop songs. Um, and he did it flawlessly, you know? It's, it's, it's not Filthy Frank anymore, it is Joji. And it's some, it's some pretty good music. I haven't listened to too much of his, his stuff, but he released a new single called Run. And I listened to it. I thought it was great. Um, I'll have to give it, you know, a couple more listens before I can, like, remember the track. But I, I definitely enjoyed it. I know that. And then um, EOB, um, that's three letters, EOB, stands for Ed O'Brien. Um, he is the rhythm guitarist for Radiohead. Huh. Um, he has a new solo album coming out on, um, in April, April 17th, wow. uh, called Earth. And their songs inspired by his travels around the world with Radiohead because he's been everywhere touring around the world. And it was recorded, I think, like in the past two years. It took two years to finish, uh, but he released a new single um, called Shangri-La. Uh, and it's, it's nice, and, nice and poppy. Um, uh, very, very folky, I would say, as well. Huh. Um, I'm excited to hear his album once it comes out. I, I ordered his single that he released a month, I think, ago, called Brazil. And it's an eight-minute epic um, that starts out with some nice acoustic guitar um, and just him singing along with it. And as the track 
continues, it evolves into this more electronic, um, uh, I don't want to say dance beat, it definitely wasn't a dance beat, but it was, it was some, some nice electronic beats put along with it and some, some cool synths. Uh, I'm very, very excited. I'm, I'm excited for a Radiohead-related related release that I'm going to be around for, you know? <laughs> because all the Radiohead stuff was released years ago, and I only just started listening to them. So I'm very excited um, to be present for a release. Huh. Uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to that track a lot, or that, that album a lot. I really enjoyed um, everything that he's put out. Very good. Mm -hmm. So what is your uh, suggestion for listening this week? Um, it's not a new album, but I'm also uh, into the Claypool Lennon Delirium. Um, they have an album, I think it came out in 2017. And if you don't know, it's Les Claypool from Primus. Um, and Sean Lennon, John Lennon's son, right. um, they did a psychedelic collaboration, and they have a really, really cool album called The Monolith of Phobos. Um, I've been jamming to that for, for a couple months now, um, and I'm only just now getting a chance to talk about it. But I'd say go listen to that if you want some, some cool uh, psychedelic music. Very bass-heavy, obviously, because Les Claypool is such an insane bass guitarist. Um, but I, I, that's my recommendation for this week. Go listen to The Monolith of Phobos by the Claypool Lennon Delirium. Very good. Well, thank you once again. Thank you. And I will talk to you next week. All right. Ruben Shirley and Ruben's Music. <laughs> In a fit of jealous rage Sydney Phillips, age 11 Passed away from whooping cough Wendy Jackson, well past 90 Said she'd simply had enough 175 souls went to heaven Mary Mitchell bought and cried. Mama, 
instructions to her children when she died. Elizabeth Reed took her carriage on her sister's wedding day, but Martha Tavern found her fortune was to die another way. Now for a new segment, Sports with John Bogus. John, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. So, what happened this week in the world of sports? Uh, well, I'll start off with some uh, kind of local stuff with some uh, WVU basketball. Uh, WVU did not, definitely did not have the greatest week in basketball this week. Uh, they had three games as of last Saturday, and uh, they lost all three of them. Ah. Uh, but they played some pretty tough teams. They uh, they played last night. They played uh, Baylor, who is currently ranked number one. Oh man! Yeah, uh, they didn't play terribly. They uh, they only lost by about eleven points, and they kept up fine for playing the number one. Uh, but they weren't able to ever really have a good force in that game that was looking like they were going to win. Uh, however, when they played Kansas last Wednesday, and Kansas is ranked number six currently, uh, they did have a lead uh, going into the second half, but they did end up not playing too well that second half and letting uh, Kansas get ahead of them and beat them. So I don't think WVU's playing bad. They just they had some pretty good teams this week, week uh, playing the number one, the number six, and WVU is currently ranked number 14. Oh. So they still have some good going for them ahead of them and they'll still be in March Madness and all that and competing so just uh guess an off week for them so we'll be hopeful that maybe WVU will get some good games in this week very good what else um so my big thing is I really like the NFL but uh currently the NFL has just ended with the uh Kansas City Chiefs uh winning the Super Bowl uh against this uh 49ers two weeks ago so the NFL is off right now but uh the biggest thing with the NFL right now is where the heck is Tom Brady gonna play next year that's tell me about that yeah <laughs> so uh you know a lot of people think he'll go back to New England a lot of people think he'll go to the Los Angeles Chargers because the Chargers are struggling San Diego well they're Los Angeles now they're Los Angeles? Yeah. As of, I, boy, am I behind the time. Yeah, as of two years, they've been in Los Angeles. I think the Rams <laughs> have been in Los Angeles for three years, and then for some reason, right after the Rams moved, the Chargers all of a sudden went, well, I want to go to Los Angeles too. Well, who's in San Diego? <laughs> no one. You're it's, kidding. Yeah, San Diego does not have a football team right now. Hey, man, I tell you, you really, I really am in the dark. <laughs> when you're in the arts, you're in the dark for sports. That's, yeah. Wow, that's but, wild. The Rams seem to be selling out games fine, but nobody wants to go to the Chargers games. So they're hoping bringing in Tom Brady might get people to want to buy tickets to their games. So uh, I think they have a good uh, chance at landing him. They want to give him a lot of money because they want 
people to come to their games, and they feel like this will change a lot. But there's some other teams like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and um, the Las Vegas Raiders now. The Raiders have moved to Las Vegas as well. But that's that's uh, only a few weeks old. So. <laughs> All right, that I don't feel so bad about yeah. not knowing about. Yeah, so – who knows where he'll play next year. But although the NFL is over right now, we are still having some football as a new league has been created, the XFL, which is run by uh, Vince McMahon. You're kidding. Yeah. Re- of wrestling fame? Vince yeah. McMahon? Yeah. Wow. So there's eight teams in the XFL, and the XFL is – it's looking pretty good. Like uh, there was the AFL that started last year that didn't finish their complete season. But the XFL is looking pretty promising as if they might actually – be a good good football to watch as the NFL is in offseason right now. Uh, I personally am following the D.C. Defenders right now, which plays in Washington, D.C. Yeah. Uh, they, they are RFK? Or at, at, um, no, it's not RFK anymore either. <laughs> uh, they're playing at Audi. Um, right. Yeah. Okay. So um, I've been following the Defenders. Uh, they're pretty good right now. They're 2-0. and um, uh, They look like a fantastic football team. Um, and uh, their quarterback, Cardell Jones, uh, who was a college football playoff champion in 2015 with the uh, Ohio State uh, Buckeyes, uh, he, um, he, uh, he had a short stint with the Bills and the Chargers, but uh, nothing ever really worked out for him in the NFL. But, man, he's playing great in the XFL. Uh, it doesn't seem like anybody can sack him. If somebody's coming towards him, he just pushes him off, and he still completes the play. Wow. Yeah, so I, I personally like the defenders right now, and uh, some other teams are looking pretty decent. I think the Houston Roughnecks look good, and um, there's two games going on later today, so uh, we'll see how teams are going uh, then, and then maybe I can give more of an update of who's good next time I'm on. That's really interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. Really interesting stuff. And the uh, last thing I'll uh, talk about is uh, the NBA is in their all-star weekend right now, so all the best players in the NBA are playing at the moment. Uh, they have a, a day where they do some like side competitions, like where they have the three-point contest, the skills challenge, and the dunk contest. Um, and the thing that's been blowing up in the news is the, the dunk contest they had last night. Uh, the that included uh, Derek Jones Jr. of the Miami Heat, Aaron Gordon of the Orlando Magic, and Pat Connaughton of the Milwaukee Bucks, and Dwight Howard of the Los Angeles Lakers. And uh, in the finals of the dunk contest, it was uh, Derek Jones Jr. and Eric G- Aaron Gordon in the final of that. And uh, Derek Jones Jr. ended up winning, but a lot of people feel like that Aaron Gordon got cheated out of that win in the dunk contest. <laughs> in the dunk contest? Yeah. In the All-Star game? Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's not. It's definitely not that important, but um, <laughs> a lot of people, uh, it was back and forth a lot. Like, they were both getting, 50, uh, they scored out of 50. The five celebrity judges uh, can score it out of 10, and they were both getting a lot of 50s, and so they had that final dunk off, and uh, Derek Jones Jr. Uh, got scored a 48, so all Gordon had to do was get a 49 or 50, which he was already doing all night, and they scored him a 47. Oh, wow. And they, he, in that, that dunk that he did to get scored a 47, he dunked the ball uh, over top of the tallest player currently in the NBA, uh, Taco Fall of the Boston <laughs> Celtics. And, wow. um, yeah, a lot of people felt like he got cheated out of it. Aaron Gordon uh, was also, he competed 
few years back. He felt he got cheated out of that one too. So he said that if they invite him back to the dunk contest again, he won't do it because he says he should have two trophies and he doesn't have two trophies. And on that note, what do you uh, suggest we watch this week? Uh, well, definitely the XFL. Uh, I think the XFL is definitely worth giving a watch. So um, the XFL will probably be over for the weekend once this is out. But next weekend, there will be two games on Saturday and two games on Sunday. Uh, I definitely suggest watching them, especially the D.C. Defenders and uh, the Houston Roughnecks. Excellent. Thanks a lot, John. Talk no to you next week. And that does it for Episode 7 of A Playwright's Logbook. My name is Dan Cady. Um, this has been a production of Contemporary Youth Arts Company um, of Charleston, West Virginia. I want to thank our special guests, Ariana Clay, um, the irrepressible Reuben Shirley, and John Bogus, as well as music by Katie and Scarpelli. Um, that was from Jack the Ripper, the rock opera. Thanks a lot for listening. Talk to you next time. Yeah.